it's a beautiful scene in our first reading when um, Judas Maccabees and his brothers have triumphed over the pagans and they've reclaimed Jerusalem and the temple and there's this wondrous festival as they rededicate the temple. They um, fix up all that's been um, broken and defiled and they can sacrifice again. But this, this kind of whole festival of worship that the people engage in has, has this, this kind of, it's, it's a social event, it's a cultural event, it's a, it's a very human experiential thing. You know, they're singing and they're dancing, they're, um, you know, decorating the building, doing all this sorts of stuff. And I think there's something beautiful about this expression of religiosity that, that in, you know, in, we see in other places in the Old Testament that there was very little distinction between kind of the, the cultural and the social reality of coming together as a nation and the religious element. You know, the, the sacrifices around the temple would have been a whole sights and sounds kind of experience. And it, it was very clear that this was a whole human, um, a, a totally human experience that we all shared in together. Um, whereas today it can be a bit more like we, we have our mass and then we have the cuppa afterwards and, and, you know, in society much greater, there's a, a sharp distinction between, you know, what is our cultural, social world and what do we do in the sphere of religion. I think there's something great to reflect on in this scene from Maccabees because in, in the, the eternal worship of heaven, there will be no distinction between that. Our, our relationship with God is going to be totally caught up with our relationships with one another and all of our human experience is going to be able to kind of pour out into that. So all of the singing and the dancing and the laughing together and the offering sacrifice is all going to be beautifully mushed into one. But in our experience now, until we're at that point of perfection, as we, as we kind of blend those lines, there's always sin that can come through, you know, from our own weakness, through the, the faults in our society, in our culture, there's all sorts of stuff that can find its way into our religious expression. And that's why we see in the gospel that Jesus is driving the sellers out of the temple because that sinful element of, of human culture and of you know, human tendency and the way that the practices were being done was detracting from the perfect worship of God. So he needed to cleanse it of that and... I think it's, it's very subtle in the reading, but once he's cleared out the temple, it says that Jesus taught in the temple every single day. So when he clears out all of the sinful practices and the, the human stuff that needs to kind of get out of the way for real religion to take place, for real relationship with God to take place, then Jesus comes and fills it with his own teaching, with his own truth. So our religious expression... Um, always needs to be reformed by hearing the word of God, by, by taking out all, the, all the, the, the evil, the sinfulness, the brokenness, the, the distortions that we bring into it, um, and letting that be replaced by God's truth, by Jesus speaking into our experience so that we can um, come before the Father in true worship, which is what we do each time we come to Mass, we join with Jesus who teaches us to worship and we can come towards the Father in this, this perfect sacrifice that we offer in union with him. So let's be open to, to let Jesus' teaching 
fill us today, that we can really be conformed to him perfectly as we seek to worship him, not only in the, the, the sacrifice of the altar, in our religion, as it were, but even that we may worship him more and more perfectly through our relationships and through our singing and dancing and rejoicing throughout the rest of our day and the rest of our lives too.